The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. But a complete switch in topic now. Really glad to have this woman's voice on our show as we see the, the wrap up of the Premier's meeting in Saskatoon. One of the big narratives was. Where have all the women gone? As we look at these pictures of a bunch of white dudes standing around a table, and there's nothing wrong with strong male leadership, but the fact is the last time the premiers of our country got together, there were three females at the table. It's a it's a much less women-centered, or even women-including, panel. It's changed, and Casey Machen is the co-founder of Parity Egg, and congratulations to you, the newest chair of Parity Egg. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello, Kelsey and Morgan. Hi. Hi. I think the timing is really great. Let's let's start first with last night. You you had kind of a formal election, I'm, I'm going to call it. And just as yeah, a little yeah. bit of background to Parity Egg, I just love, you, you type parityegg.ca, and the first thing that pops up in your face is a doorway for women into politics. Exactly. Let's yeah, we're uh, a bold, grassroots, uh, multi-partisan organization, and our sole mission is to encourage gender parity in all levels of public office. What does that doorway into politics look like in your mind, Casey? Um, you know what? We have managed to host uh, a lot of networking events um, and also campaign training, uh, various uh, various events that really just encourage women to run for office, but also prepare them for um, the campaign and eventual position as uh, as either uh, well as a public representative um, in all levels. So we we focus on the. Uh, federal, provincial, and uh, municipal elections, and our aim is to encourage uh, women to run and have 50% of all the candidates in the elections be women, because we know that when women run, they generally get elected at the same rate as men. So it's it's the lack of women running, because I, I know we, we, we discussed this earlier, Ryan Jesperson and I, and we had a lot of people chiming in saying, well, hey, I don't care if they're a woman, mm-hmm. a man, whoever, I'm just, I just want to vote for, for the best person. And it just so happens that, that this time around, the best person, each of them were men. Can you take mm-hmm. me into perhaps some thinking that that's flawed in that reasoning? Yeah, and you know what, like really it is important to note that we're in no way (laughs) suggesting that people should be voting for women simply because they're women. Uh, We absolutely agree that we should be voting for who we think is the best candidate. And we know that women get elected at generally the same rate as men, but women don't run at the same rate as men. And so this isn't about women versus men. This is simply about encouraging all sorts of people to run for office um, and diversifying the candidate pool from which we elect our representatives. That's just good democracy. I'm not going to read some of the texts we're receiving right now about uh, females in leadership. Mostly, mostly it's saying if those female leaders are, are the premiers, we had at the last time this group met, uh, we had a representative in B.C., Alberta, and Ontario, and that's not the case anymore. And, and, and I think the narrative that we're hearing on the text line right now is if they were good at their jobs, they'd still be there. So I don't think this is what we're calling into question. But something mm-hmm. that's very interesting, when you said that women get elected at the same rate as men when they run, mm-hmm. I, I think what we see in the business world in general, in most offices, is, and I've had these conversations with HR professionals, you end up hiring people that are like you, that are like-minded, and that have the same thing. So typically, or the same hobbies, if you're someone who's really into golf, 
you're more likely going to be with another guy that is not a minority, probably mm-hmm. not a female, because you want to pull out that cigar, you want to shoot the s- stuff on the on the golf course, <laughs> yeah. and it's a, and, and it just feels like a little bit of more camaraderie. I see this working just the same in politics, where if, if, if you're somebody who has served at multiple different levels of government, from municipal all the way up to federal, you are going to start mentoring like-minded men if you are a successful man. Exactly. Yeah, and so, again, this is not in any way to diminish the skills and experience that these 13 men bring to the table. They were elected and chosen by voters democratically. Um, so, again, we're not arguing this. It's, um, it would be interesting to learn how many women candidates were running for those positions. I bet not many. And, uh, and it's really, it's only logical to assume that if the list of candidates were more diverse, we'd have more diversity in office. Um, and I mean, to give you a bit of context in Canada's history of first ministers, so all premiers and prime ministers, only 12 of 300 have been women, 12. So, you know, women make up over half of the national population and are being represented at less than 25% in all levels of office. Um, and when we factor in, uh, sort of the key factors, why women aren't encouraged or recruited to run for policy public office, uh, it's even more likely um, that it has to do with political and social structures that prevent them from um, running for office in the first place. So I think, uh, I think we've officially got 23 recognized barriers that uh, specifically for women running for office, but again, that number increases dram- dramatically for women of color and First Nations, Métis and Inuit women, women with disabilities, etc. So one of the key factors is that women are not encouraged or recruited to run for pop- public office the same way, um, but also that they don't self-identify as candidates the way that men generally do. So um, one of the biggest things we we uh, do is encourage and recruit women to run for office by asking them to run. Um, and I think the numbers the numbers vary, but uh, I think it's generally understood that women have to be asked at least three times before they'll even consider running for office. So um, it's really important that we're recruiting uh, and encouraging. And, and, and I do think I have to give credit um, to political parties. I, I do think that we've made great strides in recruiting diverse candidates uh, to run for office. And so I give credit to those party leaders who have made this a priority. But I mean, like anything, we've made great progress, but there's certainly a lot more work to do. Casey, you mentioned 23 barriers. Is that correct? Yes. Would one of those barriers be the online world in some way, shape or form? Absolutely. So that was something that we've heard over and over from women, um, specifically that that tend to experience far more online abuse um, than their male counterparts and colleagues. And so uh, actually one of the one of the big things we did this past year was introduce um, Parity Bot, uh, which was really spearheaded by my colleague, Lana Cuthbertson. Um, we deployed this during Alberta's provincial election. Um, and so it's a Twitter bot that uses machine learning to detect abusive tweets that are um, geared towards women in politics. And then it's sends out a positive tweet for every problematic one that it detects. Um, and so we'll continue to improve uh, that, that um, feature and re- redeploy it during the federal election this coming fall. I don't know if I agree with this text, but it's, it's on the same line. Women en masse 
no better than to enter the cesspool that is politics. Men, on the other hand, are so enamored by the idea of power that they don't care that it's a cesspool. What do you think that, of that? Yeah, you know what? I, I, in some ways, would agree with that. I, I've heard from so many women. I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by fabulous more than capable women who 100% should be running for office and yet they don't want to. And there's a whole host of reasons, but one of them is just that it's not, it's not a fun job. It's not, it can be very um, isolating and demeaning and, and certainly um, I know that uh, a few, a few women that I've uh, had the chance to speak with that are elected officials have really um, experienced quite um, uh, vitriol uh, against them both online but also um, personally and so I've seen some of some of the comments and, and emails that they get and and yeah I mean if you are a person who is enjoying your life and and reasonably successful uh, in some ways it, it, it is crazy to consider even entering politics because it it really can be a, a, a trying experience. Um, however, it's not going to change unless we get more people in office that are going to change the way that those political structures have always existed. And so um, really there has to be, and I mean, shout out to all the trail trailblazers that came before us um, that have really put their neck out in some ways in order to advance this. And so um, really, I think it's about awareness and, and just encouraging women to run for office because I think it won't change until we see diverse political representation. Mark texted in saying, why do we have to overthink everything? And I don't know this is overthinking, but I think this this is something that requires additional thought. And a tweet really jumped out at me last night by Dave mm-hmm. Cornway. He, he has uh, the Dave Berta website and, and mm-hmm. podcast. And he said, all 11 conservative party candidates in Edmonton and the surrounding area are men. Mm-hmm. And he just put that out there just to, just to kind of talk about, I think that what, what it did to me is represented our lack of diversity. It ties in again well to this premier's meeting where it, we often think m- m- having females at the table means diversity. But something mm-hmm. we've also said is where where is the Southeast Asian representation, exactly. right? Yeah. Uh, so this is something where I'm wondering, does it come down to conscious hiring that there are going to be male and female candidates that are just as qualified for a position or to represent a certain riding we just need to make that choice that the female is going to be the best possible candidate here that's a tricky one so you know what i i have to say i've had the pleasure of working on many campaigns for for many candidates, uh, both both men and women, um, and, and some of the most progressive uh, feminist people I know are men. Um, and so I, I would really, I mean, I, I think that comes down to a personal, a personal opinion. I, I would encourage you to, to truly just vote for the person who you feel best will represent you in office. Casey, thank you so much for your time. Thank you and, for having us. And congratulations on, on so being the new chair of Parity Egg. Absolutely. And if I can just give a shout out to my board, they've been fantastic. We are thrilled to have five amazing new board members joining our team. And, uh, and we're really looking forward to this next year ahead. We're hoping to make a big impact and recruit more women to run for office. I'm sure you will. And we look forward to following up with you right here on 630 Chad.
Thanks so much, Kelsey. That's Casey Machen, the chair and co-founder of Parity Yeg.